It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. I'm Mike. We got Max. We got Shane. And all of us are together in one room. It has been a journey. Max has been on the road with his band Arkells. Their tour is now wrapped. Shane has been on vacation with the fam. Globetrotting. Two different states. Florida. uh, New York State. You've been all over. And now you're back. Now we're all together in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Where do we begin? Matt Perry? Matt Matt Perry. Perry. I, I just finished his book. The day I finished his book. The next morning. Okay, wait. I finished his book, went to bed. Next morning, dead. That's such a Shane coincidence, by the way. I like yeah. to, like you like to think that you have this like mysterious sort of witch-like connection with the world. Like, like you like a, to think no, that I think you that. talk with this kind of thing all the time. Oh, do I witch like yeah, I think you do. I've used uh, the word witch-like connection with the world. <laughs> yeah. I won't pull the tape up. I want to hear that. Maybe that's the wrong way okay. to phrase it. But uh but this is a very Shane like thing to happen. Like the, yeah. the, the Queen it's it's like you when you say like me and Nathan Fielder have the same birthday. And Bruce McCullough. And yeah. Bruce McCullough. Like like that is a very Shane thing. So so you finish yes. the book and then Matthew Perry. Well, the Shane. book now is so weird. I had to go reread the very first page. Because it's, he says, like, if you're reading this now, I should be dead. Whoa. And then it's very strange reading that after he had passed. And then at the end of the book, he starts talking about now he he shouldn't be alive, but he has this new lease on life. He wants to be a father. What prompted you to read his book in the first place? I was given this book to read during my hernia surgery. Mm. Keep in mind, this is pre-Ritalin. I can't read. So <laughs> during my whole four-day hospital stay, I only read 20 pages. Right. So then I had to get back to, I was bringing it on the, um, the train, yeah. but then I was reading a lot of scripts on the train. Jillian Smart wrote this amazing script called Moonwalker. So I was reading that other scripts, read another book. And then I was like, oh, I have to get back to the Matt Perry book. So then I was using that as my 
home nighttime reading book. Mm. But yeah, very okay. weird coincidence. <clears throat> so my impression, and I want to ask you, you going to do a Chandler impression? No. <laughs> Could you be any better? No, I don't know. That was um, good, Mike. Uh, of Matthew Perry post Friends is is probably incorrect, especially, and you know, because you read the book. Yeah. Because the impression that I think probably a lot of people have of Matthew Perry is like hugely successful actor, kind of charming and cute, but then kind of wasted the rest of his life uh, in mm. self-loathing and, and drugs. And, and sort of, there's a lot of anecdotes about him being unlikable. Like there's like a Louis story about him, like- I sent that to you. Oh, yeah. you said that about yeah. him, like not wanting to tip the, the bartender He's or something like that. He's a rich kid though, right? Didn't he grow up with Trudeau? Didn't they like yeah. go to the best might, schools in Canada and they're all part of this elite sort of like circle of, you know, it, I, I don't- I Well, his, his mom was uh, Pierre Trudeau, worked very closely- with uh, oh, so she like, and supposedly it seemed like they were having intercourse. Really? Did he yeah. allude to that? He did. Interesting. My my yeah. grade seven French teacher, I think, also uh, may have had relations with well, with Pierre? Matthew Pierre. No, with Pierre Trudeau. Wow. Yeah, Pierre got with everybody. Yeah. Well, his young wife, like Justin's mom, mm -hmm. used to hang out with the Rolling Stones and stuff. Yeah. Like she was like a young, I think, was she a model? I'm not sure, Margaret. Uh, but I'm not. I don't know the whole history. But getting back to Matthew <laughs> Perry, I did not read the book like you. Does he go into his childhood? Did he grow up with money, or is it just his mom worked for government, so he had access to? Well, these his things? dad was the Old Spice guy. So his dad was what? Not not the black <laughs> old. Spice. Like, the look sorry. I just gave you was I was like, how am I going to make this? Sorry joke? guys, but I couldn't figure. The original Old Spice guy before it was like Terry Crews and that handsome uh, black man, and yeah. like the original old school Old Spice commercials in like the seventies or eighties. So uh. his dad was uh, his dad was a singer in a band that you would know. They had one hit wonder. Okay. He hopped on a band late that had a bunch of revolving members. Then he decided to be an actor. Huh. This is Matthew Perry's father. Okay. His mom was a beauty queen. Mm. His his dad was this so very privilege. Guy. Yeah, they, yeah. They split up, but Perry had a lot of trauma because as a child, he was always an unaccompanied minor on a plane, and he's going to and fro. He's going from Canada to L.A., and that really traumatized him being alone all um, the time like that, and having young parents. And his mom was partying a lot because she was like you know, in her early twenties when she had him. So he was kind of an abandoned child. It felt like, huh? And his mom ended up marrying. Who's that very famous guy on uh he, he's Canadian and he, he's got such an iconic voice. Keith Morrison. If uh, you guys don't know Keith Morrison. No. Yeah. If you heard his voice, you'd know him. What's the big show he does? Come on, baby, like my fire. Yeah. That's he does Jim all Morrison. those Dateline. <laughs> yeah. Bill Hader does the great imitation oh. of him. Oh, there's like that famous that clip where Bill Hader goes to Dateline and he yes. meets this guy, does the voiceovers. Exactly. Mm. So his mom started a new family with Keith Morrison. So, Ooh. you know, Matt has always felt like he's had nobody really. Because his dad was in yeah. LA. So that's his, his like ah. trauma. That's such a crazy thing about childhood trauma yeah. and how it can react in different ways for different people. Yeah. It's just so crazy. Learned like something about Matthew Perry though. That's interesting. That's yeah, insightful. because like, you know, when when you say, okay, he died in a hot tub. Like this is the most like stereotypical, 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 <laughs> like self-loathing Hollywood, Hollywood death, thing. We're yeah. like, okay, you're gonna die. And then it's also funny too, because it's like, you know, there's other people uh who've had in my mind much more like traumatic upbringings yes but trauma can hit you in different ways like we have friends that are probably much more well adjusted and happy that went through way 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 more in their childhood and probably seen terrible things or had parents that weren't around etc cetera, etc cetera. and and then and then matthew perry you know credits you know going on planes and feeling alone and that sort of sense of abandonment i'm not by the way yeah. I'm not discrediting i'm i'm 100 it is 
clearly a real feeling. There's also this thing too, because Matt is an addict. He talks a lot about that mm-hmm. journey. But like the thing is, like he made countless. I'm sure you could count them millions and millions of dollars in his career. Uh, and it's almost in some ways, it's like, um, you don't have any accountability. Like you're left to your own devices. Like all you have is time to basically indulge your worst sort of, um, impulses and you have the means to do it. Like a lot of people that maybe have like demons and stuff like, like they still have to get up and go to a job. They have to make sure they pay their rent. They have to get food. Like in order to survive in this world, there's a certain amount of sort of like, um, uh, life that you just have to partake in. I think because he made all his money by the time he was in his mid twenties, you know what I mean? Or whatever that was by the end of friends, you're making a million dollars an episode. I think they did what? 28 a season. It's like, yeah, so making 20 million. Twenty-eight million dollars a year. His his film career doesn't really work out for him. He had a couple. Like what? The whole ten yards is the whole nine yards. The whole ten yards is one of the worst movies ever made. So that's like his most successful movie. Amanda Peet in that movie. Yeah, it's really a Bruce Willis movie. You know what I mean? But like, well, no, it's a Matthew Perry movie. But Bruce Willis sort of steals the movie, if I'm recalling. But he had a bunch of movies that didn't work out. They he tried a few kind of sitcoms. He was on the SNL show that Aaron Sorkin did that came out at the same time as 30 Sunset Rock. Strip. You got it. Oh, yeah. Studio 60 on the Sunset yeah. Strip. The uh, Simmons liked the first episode. Well, the pilot yeah. was yeah. huge. Yeah. Everyone watched the we pilot. We all watched yeah. that. And it was really, and it's Sorkin, you know, and it's, it's, it's like, but that was, I think, his swing at like, oh, I'm going to be in this sort of prestige drama on network TV. And then that got canceled after the first season. And yeah, there wasn't much to do after that other than sort Is of- Is that show good? I enjoyed season yeah. one, but I don't know if it's aged well. A lot of people like it's there's been sort of this pastime on Twitter to like clip. This happens with a lot of Sorkin stuff now, whereas like the newsroom or Sunset Strip, there'll be like a character that has some like self-righteous monologue, mm-hmm. like about serving in war, but it's done in a weird place. And it's like, no one would actually have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it's like said in this way, like there's the famous one from the newsroom now where like they killed bin Laden and there's like the speech gets made on the plane where everyone's like, it's like, because they're news people, they're like, I need to report. Their-. And then someone's like, sir, you need to calm down like the flight attendant. And then it's like, I just want to thank you for your service. But he's thanking the flight attendant for the service. It's a very weird situation. <laughs> and then he announces that they got Bin Laden on the plane and everybody. It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, but I, in the mid 2000s, you know, we were hanging out a lot at, uh, at uh, West. I love that at show. Yeah. And we would watch it like the newsroom. Yeah. No, no, no. The, Studio 60 on the side. Uh, yeah, yeah. Studio 60. We've had the one season, but I also watch newsroom. I, I think there's yeah. elements of both those shows that are awesome. But I, you know, I also see that the Internet makes fun of them quite well, a bit as well. The- problem for a lot of people was sorkin when he did the west wing the stakes were about like the world the uh-huh. world was at stake a nuclear threat they'd have an episode about uh-huh. so he kind of applied that type of tension and pressure to comedy and people like mike and i can appreciate that but my mom doesn't understand like who cares it's just a joke at saturday night live why do they take this so seriously but the show it was like life and death every week mm-hmm. producing saturday night live so that's why matthew perry says the show failed Mm. It's kind of like pretentious Larry Sanders show. I he see. didn't like Sorkin. Oh, you didn't like Sorkin because on Friends really? he was cock of the walk. Like he would suggest a joke, and you know they he was a god there, oh. and he he was almost like the another writer on Friends. Oh, so do you yeah. think he had good comedy chops? I know he's a good actor, but like, could he? I, I think as Chandler, yeah. he's like. I, you know, people say this all the time when someone passed away, but like iconic characters and I'm not a deep friends person. I know people have now mm-hmm. binged it a ton and it's got this new life and new generations find it. It's like that in the office seem to be these shows that are yeah. forever going to be around for people. I watched friends like, I don't know, like a little bit in the first run. I didn't, I was out of it by the last like four seasons. I've never circled back to it, but like Chandler was my favorite when I was a kid. Yeah, me too. Like everyone he was just wanted to be Chandler. charming yeah. and funny and whatever his essence was that came through in the character. And, you know, also when you're younger, there's something funny about how like, you know, he's pretty sarcastic and, you know, like uh, smart, you know what I mean? I guess in order to make those jokes and so you really like that character. But again, I haven't 
seen the show in so fucking long. Well, he he thinks he invented sarcasm. He actually does. <laughs> if you read the book, he talks about how he invented this cadence. Did you buy it? No, of course. <laughs> but by the end, you do really feel for him. When did he start doing real like drugs a lot? Well, he he, he was binge drinking. Watch, he says if you watch the seasons in Friends, he can tell you exactly what's going on with him. He's like, if I'm bloated, I'm I'm drinking. That's a drinking season. Because mm. I'm really skinny, he's like, that's a pills season. I, I've read a quote where he basically mm. said, "Well, did you read the book?" Right. Please. Question was for me. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> You're the foremost Matthew expert no. on the best. Well, thing. he asked when he started. Uh, oh. Not oh. not what drugs he were on, on in which bad. season. But Listen to the question, so, so he was, I feel like this is like one of those like CNN panels where they bring in an expert, and Shane <laughs> is like the the foremost Matthew Perry expert on the best thing. Well, uh, R.I.P. But speaking of uh, sadness and things coming to an end, uh, R.I.P. to uh, to to Dutch. Oh, Dutchman. Yeah, yeah. No, I uh, yeah. So we said goodbye to my my cat. Uh, our cat, me and Danica's cat, uh, he was, everybody says this about their pet that everybody has like, you know, it's like, Oh, mine was so special. But this like guy really was special. We what's were, his name? His name was, what's that? What's his Dutchie. name? Dutchie. Dutchie. Yeah. You just said his name. I know. But to be honest, I, when I texted you condolences, I was like, did I get the name right? <laughs> <laughs> because I was like, uh, we have two cats. Yeah. We have Dutchie no, and Rafi. No, no, but I said, uh, what did I say? You got it right. Did I? I you said, I, but I think I called him. Dutch man. You did. Yeah. But we call him Dutch man. Okay, good. Cause then I was like, okay, good. Okay. never mind. Thank you. I was, no, I was really stressed you. out about that. No, actually. I, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. It's like calling Mikey Veerman. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, so we, we got uh, this cat originally cause I was in the band San Sebastian. We were like touring a bunch. So I was gone a lot and Dan and I were living at the Rosemont and we decided to get a cat because I was like, oh, I was like always gone. And then she was home. So we get this cat. He came in his little kitten and he was just the most like gentle, sweet cat. And some cats are like insane and they want to scratch you or they're like really needy. All this guy ever wanted to do basically from the time we got him till the time we said goodbye was cuddle. So mm. he was just like such a cuddly, sweet cat. And, you know, anyway, it was a great journey. But what was more sort of interesting was when it came time to say goodbye is you're like, oh, like, cause he started to deteriorate and his eye was kind of going. And then there's all these vet visits and the whole industry around vet visits, by the way, don't get me started. Or just like, oh it's God. insane how much money they make to sort of diagnose and maybe this and more of this. And before you know it, you're in for like thousands of dollars. And but it always it. ends with them kind of euthanizing always, the animals. Always. Like we, we could do this pancreatic surgery and then they get the surgery and then they kill it the next day. 100%. Yeah. Or it's like you get two more weeks or whatever. And, and they know yeah. like, obviously whatever, this is the business of these things. And I don't want to, you know, question the integrity of the vets, but um, no, it's just, a, it's, yeah, it's just a, it's a, it's a tough business, but so anyway, we, we, you know, Dan's like, I'm like, Oh, like, you know, we were just very much like, is it time? Like, should we say goodbye? And that was just a really difficult conversation. Obviously we have two small children. So explaining that sort of thing and how yeah, do they take it pretty good. I mean, they're like, I would say Winona, I mean, Bertie's just blissfully ignorant of everything, but Winona was very like, they're not, um, strangers to death. Cause obviously like both my parents are gone and Dan's mom has passed away. So Winona understands the concept very like she's like mm -hmm. it's not a new thing to her and so she was like most little kids like really sad like oh I'm really sad about Dutchie but then she's like oh squirrel you know like yeah. you yeah. just move on you just like you're in it and then you're out of it maybe that's how most people are when they grieve but we decided when it was time that we were going to do it at home so have you guys ever had to put a pet down at all? No. Yes yeah yeah it's like one I'd never really put a pet down like we had a dog when I was young and he went to a farm in Calgary, which is what my dad and mom told us, which I believed honestly, until like a couple of years later, I was watching TV with my brother and I was like thinking about Cairo, our family dog. And I was like, do you think, do you think he actually went to a, like a farm in Calgary? 
And Greg, without even looking at me, just went, nope. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, Great. fuck. I was like, man, they put down Cairo. And Greg's like young, cynical nature knew it from the start. But I was like, oh, I picture him running around on that fucking farm. But anyway. <laughs> nope. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But anyway, so then it was time to put down Dutchie. We were like, okay, like we can't fathom bringing him to some cold fucking clinic. And so Dan was like, we, we got to do it at home. I was like, absolutely. Let's do it at home. So these two women came and it was just like the saddest fucking thing I've ever been a part of because yeah. you're like, you're with this little guy and he's so snuggly. And then they give him the thing that sort of sedates him. And then they euthanize him there in front of you. And you sort of, you're with them until How his they with it? Another shot. Yeah. Another needle. Yeah. <laughs> shotgun. <laughs> no, no. Avert your eyes. <laughs> Set up the tarp. Yeah. They, yeah. Um, there's, there's nine firing spots. Yeah, yeah, no one knows yeah, why, why is there nine women walking up with rifles? Yeah. They, don't, they want to, yeah. yeah, they can't know who, who shot it. No. But, yeah. yeah. They only give one bullet out of the nine guns. So no one has to live with the guilt. That's all they do. <laughs> so expensive yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah so they they put, they put him yeah so then it was like yeah it was really you know it was a needle though to answer your okay. question and so we're like holding him and it was you know you look in his eyes so you know he's looking at you as he sort of takes his last breaths in this earth and he was gone but it was like and the girls were over at uh, my sister-in-law's. Like, oh, so you just, know, you didn't know. They don't need to be around for Can that. Can you imagine? Like, yeah. That'd be weird, yeah. Yeah, yeah weird. so just like Danica, myself, and these two women that, you know, whatever. Who did the cat make eye contact with on it? So funnel? the way that uh, Dutchie was laying, so I was with them when he was like, they're kind of starting mm -hmm. the process, and then I was like, Dan, I like, I want you, like, I want him to be looking, because it was like, she was bonded, I was bonded, but they were like every night together, you know? Mm. Yeah, so he was looking directly at Dan, and she was just petting his head as he sort of left this earth, but my God, the fucking tears. Like, it was just like, it's the most I like sort of cried in a long time. And I've wow. lost two parents, but it was just, he's so sweet. And he was like, and I, I was trying to, I was talking to Shane about this, you know, at work. I came back and I was kind of like talking about like, I don't know if I was like, cause I like, obviously like since we've had kids, I can't be with Dutchie as much. We're not cuddling as much. I don't know if I'm mourning like his absence with, which is 100% a thing or just what he represents. Like these sort of, you know, these 13 years, this time mm. that passes, like mm. he was in my apartment, you know, when I was at a different stage in my life and he just, he's been there through all these things. And it's like, if he's gone, I don't know, it represents the passage of time or something, mm. but I, anyway, fucked me up for a while. But so he passes away and we're just like ruined, obviously. And then there's this sort of awkward moment where like, you need to like pay these people for their services <laughs> and i had never asked like the price point or whatever <laughs> and so this is a bad time when yeah. she hits me like and i'm like Dan, dan's crying and i go to pull out like my card and i'm like shaking because i'm fucking ruined and i'd see the price and i started crying all over yeah. again <laughs> they don't have a tip it was a good service 15 if there was a tip, 18 percent, 20 percent they're looking yeah. at you then. actually it was like 20 22 25 oh, I hate that. That. Yeah. Yeah. oh my god don't make me choose in this moment but yeah no i paid it was yeah it was expensive it was not cheap it was like i don't know like over a thousand bucks wow oh my god like 1100 or something like that yeah jeez yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was bawling to say the least. <laughs> um, but then, and then anyway, so long story long, I, I ended up, um, I, you feel silly not coming into work to mourn the death of a pet. And I'm sure there's people that are listening to this that like, if you've lost a pet, you know how deeply it can affect you, but I've also lost humans. So it's like, it's like, what if my Oma passes away in the next, like, do then I take time off for that? And how much time do I take compared to the cat? I was having all these thoughts when I was thinking about coming into the office, but anyway, putting uh dutchy down was pretty sudden so like my shit was still here in the office so i ended up coming back i think two Where, days did later did they take dutchy 
Or do you bury they, him in the backyard? No, they take him and then they we cremate him. So we have his ashes at the house now. And he used to hang out under this tree in front of the house. So he's, we're going to spread some ashes there. Mm, that's cool. uh, but anyway, the um, I came back into the office to get my shit. And Shane was here. And he obviously knew. And anyone anyway, no, I put on Instagram that we had to say goodbye to Dutch, who was such a big part of our lives. And so I was just sort of explaining these things. But within the first 48 hours... And I started fucking crying in the office. Wow. Which like never happens to me. Huh. So I, so poor Shane has to sit there as I'm talking when your to dad him. passed, did you cry in the office? No. Uh -huh. I took much more time though. When my sure. dad passed, I was like, I didn't come back for like yeah. a few weeks. I don't think like Shane, I think we were directing something and then Shane just took it over. Mm -hmm. There's something with Mary Berg actually, I think maybe, but anyway, Shane just sort of took it over. And I just was dealing with that. But yeah, I was back in the office and I was talking to Shane. I don't know. And I was trying to explain the situation and how I was feeling or whatever. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I couldn't get it out and I was crying. I was like, I get the fuck out of here. So I just packed up my computer and I boogied or whatever. But that's yeah. very it's tough to see you cry because, like you said, you don't really cry. So it was making me cry. Yeah. So the me and Shane were just kind of sitting there, like crying at our desks at like 11 in the morning. I think one of the most insensitive things I've ever done, um, I had an ex whose uh, family had money and their dog was having going through like a lot of like these surgeries that you're talking mm -hmm. about and i'm not a pet person i've never had yeah. pets and i don't totally get it if i'm being honest about like that Did you start in with the firing squad jokes <laughs> <laughs> which was an all-timer by the way <laughs> no no but but i just started kind of inquiring in a larry david kind of way being like how much did that cost how much is that surgery yeah. how yeah. much is that surgery? and the number kept on getting higher and higher and then she could just see the look on my face where I was like, because the look on my face was like, you got to be kidding me, right? <laughs> like 10,000, 20,000, like $30,000. Like, really? Like, when is the number going to stop? What, how high could the number go? Just get rid of the thing. Like, that, that's what my eyes were saying. Yeah. And she just looked at me. She's like, you're a fucking asshole. Like, just stay the fuck out of it. I was like, fair enough. I apologize. Noted. <laughs> Noted. But this is how we learn. It's but still, this is, yeah. But, but, Dave yeah. Foley quote about how you learn how not to get kicked out of the community. Mm -hmm. So now you don't do that. Those things yeah now yeah i learned did you I, write a song about that i did not i'm sorry about your doggy <laughs> <laughs> that was the original lyrics to yeah. past life yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm sorry about your doggy that was kind of the melody past yeah, life. About your doggy. <laughs> i didn't mean to hurt well, you well i have that song in my head now because nathan posted that amazing video of you guys performing past life oh yeah, yeah. that's like the best video by the way oh like nathan's the, that nathan it. Yeah. took yeah. that performance and that video was so good well, let's, let's transition to arkels yeah because uh, you just wrapped up a mm -hmm. big old tour yeah it feels good it feels it really i saw good. a photo on instagram today that i double tapped where it's like you had the whole crew everything ash was right up front yeah. there in like a nascar coat yeah yeah, a lot of color. <laughs> but it was nice. It was a nice, it was a nice sort of like really uh, nice. representation of how many people it takes to pull off a tour oh of God. the scale that obviously yeah. what you guys This do. American or Canadian? The, so those are the the, the Canadian crew. You the, went back the, and forth. The, the, yeah, the American stuff was a little more scaled down. But uh but yeah, amazing crew. But yeah, um, you know, Nathan uh who edits this podcast. Nathan can't Nash. say enough good things about Nathan because obviously like he's newer to the crew uh mm -hmm. than the OGs in this room and he's so talented and he's so humble and there's no egos. You can kind of tell him anything and, and he's, and he's eager to learn. He's so eager to get better at different skills. And so he started just kind of being the photographer, but now he's like taking this amazing video and we're like, this, as you said, like mm -hmm. the stuff, it looks like a concert film yeah. and, and he's shooting it. And then like Chris Kaplinski is our sound guy. And like, the mix sounds so good. Like every mm -hmm. part of the operation is like so dialed in and I'm um, just like so proud of the team. And, you know, it really goes to show because I was talking to somebody else about like workplace stuff 
And like, you need talent for sure. But like, what, what do you think the percent? It's got to be like 70% good vibes because yeah. or 60% good yeah. vibes. Perseverance. And to work with our Kells though, you have to have like, you know, like grit. And <laughs> Why? Why do you say that? Well, like, you know, I worked with you. You're like a beast. Like the way you work is so crazy. Like, you know, you had to get rid of your manager and find someone like Ash to mm-hmm. be your Multiple new manager. Because yeah. Yeah. Ash is like, you know, one in a million type uh-huh. fine. Nathan's a one in a million. Mark Myers, one in a million. It's very true. I'm more like standard issue, like human. So when, <laughs> when I worked with you on the, um, what was that video? Got nominated for the knocking knock at the door. The door. Uh-huh. I was co-directing that with Mark. There'd be a phone call every day, like <laughs> hour long meetings, little adjustments. I'm like, geez, I can't do this anymore. I, talk, I talked to Mark afterwards. I like, Would I you just, saw his name come up on your phone. Would you get anxiety? A little bit. It's just, it's just a lot. And Max is so proactive and uh, I like to chill a little more. And, and you know, and then you're talking to Mike D and this and it's like, what do we, what do, we do this? What if one more shit? Did? What, what if we go film at the Sky Dome? And it's like, oh, we are filming with celebrities at the Sky Dome. That footage never gets used. It's like so much shit's going on. The edits is another note. Like, Mark, we're editing like it everywhere. Like, it, yeah. like at all hours of the day it just never ends (laughs) so yeah to work with our kells you have to be a very very special person and i think you have like an awesome team it's fucking awesome um and we we tried something different on this tour uh because i was like i want to because you know i'm I'm all about a bit you know just Mm -hmm. the the whole show is just one bit after the next i was like what if like i gave my phone out to like the crowd and the crowd took selfies and took like videos of yeah. their POV at the show. Your real phone or is this a stunt phone? Well, I'll get there. Okay. So, so well, because that was that was the idea. And I and I was talking to yeah. Ash about it. I was like, you know, something that kind of just like feels different. Like and it's sort of like a trust exercise. And then and you know, we pass a phone around like an entire arena. So I'm like, okay, that's good. So then Ash goes on Facebook Marketplace and finds a phone for three hundred dollars, like an iPhone eleven. Cause we're like, do we want to spend two thousand dollars on a brand new iphone that could be stolen within 20 minutes depends on the market yeah yeah right we're like we're confident about guelph not so sure what st Catharines. <laughs> guelph has a low crime rate st Catharines a little higher peterborough's yeah. in the middle you said uh, on the flip flown in uh, peterborough <laughs> and um so she finds a guy we meet this kid who's like a tmu student uh, like a, mean? A, the ryerson Music? university like oh, the, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. um at Eden Center. And he must have Googled Ash because as soon as I walked through the door, because I was like, Ash is security guard for this $300 cash drop off. He like sees me and kind of like smiles. He knows like who, what this is for. Or he doesn't know what it's for, but he like knows that we're affiliated. So we we pay him the $300. We got the phone. It works. We get this like iPhone case that looks like a, like an old school camera case. So it kind of has like a It's good. Mm-hmm. I saw it on really Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And um, Anyway, so we 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 passed the thing around, and the first night it comes back. We basically, I said on them, like just have it back by the, at the sound booth by the end of the show. Just that's all we ask. And, uh, and the first thing, first night was like pretty wholesome. The second night, <laughs> this like six year old lady flashed. <laughs> That didn't make the edit? It didn't make that. What's Nathan Nash doing? If, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's hilarious. So you actually got a six-year-old woman flashing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got one of those. Uh, <laughs> my favorite part, though, is Tegan from Tegan and Sarah texted me the next day and was like, hey, was that your actual phone? So I love the idea that Tegan, who is one of the most savvy yeah, industry yeah. vets ever, like what is she wrote? What it's like she- a magician being like, hey, did you actually cut that curl in half? <laughs> well, it's like seed of doubt, right? Like, because I, I thought there's no way in hell, but who knows? Maybe you do something 
where it is your actual phone. Yeah, she was like, is it like your phone with your text messages and yours? Like, was that, I was like, no, of course not. This is a $300 phone? Is that what you said you yeah. paid for it? Yeah. Off the guy at the Eaton Center, did yeah. you say? Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at that. You mm-hmm. innovated yeah. a gimmick that yeah. cost you $300 and is already making ripples and being effective. Yeah, we get to do one every night. It's, it's a really good bit. And then, and then also I kind of wonder, like, how can we refine it? Because basically I just told people... You know, just like, tell us like how many shows you've been to, mm-hmm. like 10 shows, five shows, whatever, like do something. But I wonder if there's something a little bit more artful for the next time we do a show that, that we mm-hmm. could ask people to like something that feels a little bit more funny or synchronized or something like maybe everyone's like the same facial expression. Of, uh, you could do a heartfelt thing where it's like, it's like ask the person you came with what they like best about you. Mm. Oh yeah. But then cutting, finding, well, then you got to cut it. Then, then it's like, then you, you actually gotta go through it. and get the best and moments. You're to Nathan Nash. Nathan had to cut that thing the next day. So Oof. basically he, Nathan's such a fucking beast and he never complains. Never once complains. Like I'm like, all right, Nathan, I've just air transfer you 400 videos, find the, the most interesting ones and compile them all together into a 40 second thing within the first 20 seconds is me talking. <laughs> go. Just give me and PTSD right ha- now, man. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my desk by six o'clock. Oh man. Oh um, yeah. All right, guys, the music video is done. Now we have to worry about the social media cut down. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, make, yeah. We need every iteration, every size. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what though? And this is also a huge credit to Nathan. Cause it's not like, like Nathan very much is a family man, has a full time, like how he finds time to do everything that he does is a sort of a marvel either of his time management or the way that he's able to focus. But it's like, it ain't like he's just sort of like chilling no, in an no. apartment with Nathan endless hours to create shit. Mark Myers are the two guys. We always say this to them. And I'll tell you, tell you guys this now, cause you don't totally fall into this category. Most do not, mm-hmm. but they're the two dads that you forget our dads because yeah. they never <laughs> seem to be bothered by our phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like I've never every, been more insulted in my life. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you say such a thing? No, we'll call them at any hour of the day. We're like, you busy? You're like, nope. And then like, like, we know they are. But Mark and Nathan. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then we're like, that's why we love you so much. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's why we can bully you around so much. <laughs> well, and like, I'll just speak for myself. I think Mark's a better dad than me too. So it's like. <laughs> so he's getting more yeah, work he's done. he's doing everything. He's, yeah, he yeah. really, he has it all. Yeah, Nathan's, Nathan, yeah, Nathan does fucking everything. Yeah. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we had, a, we had a great time. You know, it's funny. Like the band was in yeah such good spirits. Everyone was like in a really like silly mood. Like Tim and Tony were like, yeah, just so happy. So that, as far as like, as far as band dynamics, Tim and Tone are like yeah they spend the most time together. They're tight. Yeah, and then you three, Mike, Nick, yourself, you went to university together. Obviously, yeah. would you say your tr- tr- trio is as tight as the uni days? No, I, th- I feel like everybody else sort of there's different you know like it's no surprise if you see mike and tony hang out together or nick and tim you know like it kind of there's i don't think there's like a set you're set on group. a different plane i'm like usually busier and yeah. stressed and that's self-inflicted like mm-hmm. like i could i don't need to be doing that thing but i'm always like uh, you know i do need to zach said something our guitar tech zach scorpion uh robinson i told you why he's called scorpion right no, tell. I don't think so. He wears a drive jacket. No, he um, <laughs> basically like we we when he started working this like maybe two years ago, and his name was Scorpion, and then we just we just all called him Scorpion. I don't think we even knew his name was Zach for the first like year. Yeah. And then one day I was like, by the way, why is your name Scorpion? He and he's a really mild mannered, sweet guy from like Woodstock, Ontario, London, Ontario, and like just as sort of low key as it comes, like the the last guy you'd be called Scorpion. He goes, yeah, you know, I was trying to get a job with you guys for like a long time. And then our, our mutual friend, Jordan, who also works with us, uh, he told me that you guys are looking for someone really experienced, like a real road dog. So he just suggested <laughs> give yourself a road dog name. So then I reapplied and I just said my name was Scorpion when I got the job. That wow. is incredible. Because <laughs> they all, because, you know, it's like. Uh, you oh, know. yeah. These like these lifers that yeah. like work with tours and stuff like that would be someone named Scorpion. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I was like, that is the best story. That- did you did you hire a mash? Did you did you see his no, name? No, it would have been or? Eric Martin. Oh, or, he or would manage that. Maybe it's just right, a coincidence, yeah. but I like that story. Um, actually, Chris Martin tells a funny story about that. I think on Conan or Dax, Chris Martin from Coldplay, where basically his dad likes to come hang out on tours. And he um you know all the all the texts with coldplay have names like scorpion or bear or you yeah. know noodles. I have a friend bear. Yeah, or whatever yeah. and um and he's and he's talking and he just likes making conversation with like the crew so he's like backstage hanging out talking to people and he meets a guy named woody and he's like oh woody, okay great good to meet you this is chris martin's dad he's like oh what do you do woody and this is woody harrelson <laughs> 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 which is great um Oh yeah, but yeah, Mike D's. Uh, we played in Guelph, the hometown of Mike Mike D'Angelis, and we um, had dinner at his uh, parents' house. His his dad made like a five course Italian meal with the prosciutto that he made himself, the wine he made himself, pasta that Was he it made any himself. Good? Amazing, ten out of ten. This is the D'Angelis family home. Is this where Mike like grew up? Oh yeah, it was a classic. Did you Italian guys check home. out like his childhood bedroom? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Is There's it all just photos. still like race car posters and stuff? Yeah, it was a little single bed. It's just cute. Yeah, lots of cute little Mike D. Did dicks. Nick eat the meal? Uh, no, Nick and Tony had stuff to do at Soundcheck, so they couldn't actually come. But Nick, yeah, why were you? Because well, you know why? Because that picture that I, that video that I posted, of Nick? the video, the sneakiest shot of Nick for like I guess half a second, yeah, shirtless, ripped, ripped. like an underwear I, model. I know, I know. You guys have been doing that with Nick for years. Didn't you put him in pulling punches with his shirt off? Yeah, yeah. But this seems next level. What's he doing? I don't know. Both Tim and Nick are so fit right now. We're aging mm. pretty good. I gotta say, for a 
for a band that's been at it oh, for yeah. as long as we have. Like our band looks pretty good. I don't think our band's ever looked yeah, better. Tim was ripping his shirt off too, running around it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. yeah, yeah he Tim, good. Tim is rich. I, I like that we're just praising like Tim and Nick and how ripped and good they look. And Max is like, yeah, we're looking pretty good. <laughs> we're all he put himself in. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is cute. This yeah, is, so a, Ash is showing us a photo of uh, like, is this the mantle, like the fireplace at Mike's place? Oh my goodness. I oh, thought that was Tom cute. Brady for a second. That guy, is that? <laughs> There's young Mike. Yeah. That's, that's Mike's brother. Doesn't he look like Tom Brady or? He does. Yeah. Oh, Good looking yeah. boys. Daniels yeah. is. Um, but yeah, so now we don't have any uh, shows for a bit, which is nice. May, you, you know, when you see bands like doing, um, like final show ever tours. I wonder oh, if yeah. we're ever going to dip into that culture. Probably not. It seems not like us. Mm-hmm. But you know when you see like, like retirement tours. Yeah, like, 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 Alex on fire, yeah. like said they're like breaking up, and then they did like comeback shows, and then now but they, they just really did tour. break up. Did they? Aren't they touring right now? I feel I, like they I'm not saying festivals. they're not back together. Right. But I mean, Dallas had this whole solo career. Yeah, I guess. I guess there's no real rules on stuff. Like like some 41 just announced their final tour. All. Not all four of them. Like the drummer, Steve-O, he's no, like a real estate agent. No, he left the band a long time ago. Yeah. But I'm saying the some 41 who have been touring pretty consistently for the last few years have said, this is our final tour. Our final show is like for 35,000 people in France. Like we're going out on a bang. But like, they're definitely going to do another show in about four years from I now. see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, think like, on yeah. fire. It's like, I think it's just. It's an exercise in marketing yeah. that will drum up interest. But the, 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 the cost, uh, sort of like the, the pro con or the risk reward is do you alienate fans by sort of if you do go out or are they just so happy to see you in I think three years so from now? they're so happy to see you in five years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I think you just have to commit to being away for Yeah, how long is a tasteful yeah. amount? For, like, like say you're like, this is the final one and then next year you announce shows. That's they, too soon? Yeah, that's too soon. Two years, three years, too you soon. You could never take that time off though, I feel no, like. No, I, I don't think we could do And it. people look at you as the new tragically hip kind of and mm. everyone knows how they went like their whole lives being a band. Yeah. I feel like that's your destiny. Yeah, just keep at it. Yeah, that, that's more interesting to me. But I also get it why people, well, on a marketing level. Well, I'm fascinated just your mindset. Like now that this this run of shows is done and you've got some downtime, like you said, like, do you like downtime? Do you want to be back on the oh, road? Oh, you know, I got lots of ideas. I know, but like, do you, would you like to be playing like 200 dates a year? No, I, I think we tour just enough. Um, right. Yeah, and, we, and, we, and yeah, no, I'm happy with the amount. That now we it's tour. time to focus on TikTok. Yeah, now we just got to make a lot of TikTok. <laughs> TikTok season. Seriously, just nothing but TikToks all day long. Um, yeah, well, we got time to hang out. Now, now we can get things. this pot out more regularly. Yes. We can do mm-hmm. it in person. Yes. We'll be locked in. I'm very yeah, excited we'll about get that. This, we'll get we'll this we'll thing get moving. get some TV stuff going. Oh, yeah, lots of we exciting lot TV of stuff, stuff is coming up, which is, which, is, which is great, which we'll be able to talk about more in depth uh, uh, soon, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, there's lots of stuff going on over the next uh, couple months. But the uh, big uh, the big cliffhanger from last episode. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Let's end on this. How it is, is your time uh, yeah. to get okay. to the exciting, exciting trip? So yeah, I had a seven day family vacation, yada yada. Uh, but then at the end of the family vacation, I was going to New York City without the children to potentially hang out with Nicole Kidman at this Omega party. Now people know Omega what Omega is. Uh Good for them, but I do not. It was they're kind of like Rolexes, like like at that level. Is Adam Driver in one of the commercials, or is that another? He might walk, be a Rolex guy. guy. No, um, he probably is. George Clooney's their big mm. representative. Zoe Kravitz, Nicole Kidman. It's basically Nicole and George are the big ones. So 
if people didn't listen to the last episode, we got an invite to this Omega party. I was suspicious whether we actually got the invite or not, or if it was sent accidentally. And I'll be honest here, but the invite didn't say Alexandra Cunningham. It said Alexandra Cunningham Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) But I I had a little seed of doubt. I'm like, maybe they made a mistake and the Cameron is like, it's the beginning of someone else's name and they screwed up. Tyler Cameron. Cameron Crowe is also invited. Yes. So I'm like, I look up Alexandra Cunningham Cameron and sure enough, it is a big art curator in New York. Someone who might be invited to an event like this. Someone who definitely would be invited to an <laughs> event like this. Cause I, I YouTubed all the events and uh, you know, I was very confident that we were not actually invited. So I'm nervous. I don't want to take a New York trip if we're not actually invited. So I start emailing the people at Omega. They don't respond. I don't get a response. I call a bunch of Omega places. They don't know what the fuck I'm talking like just about. Just retail stores in the mall. Yes, I'm calling retail <laughs> stores. And, and like, I called Switzerland. I actually called Switzerland, talked to somebody. They didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I'm like, <laughs> I'll just call New York. I call New York Omega. I'm like, hello. Uh, I'm assuming you'll be providing the watches for the uh, Planet Omega opening in New York City. They're like, yeah. How, how do you how do you know that event's going on? He's like, you find this online. I go, no, it was sent uh, to my uh, my client. <laughs> like, who, who's that? I'm like, Alexandra Cunningham. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I go, is there plus ones available? <laughs> it was like, what's your phone number? And I give them my phone number, which I probably shouldn't have done because it feels like the jig is up to some extent. I give him my phone number and he goes, I'll let you know. And he hangs up. Huh. Never hear back. So I, I talk to Alex. I go, we might not get into this, but... This is just an excuse to go to New York City without the kids. Let's ask your parents if they're willing to babysit while we do this. We tell Alex's parents, my in-laws, they go, you have to do this. You, I, They love Nicole Kidman. They want to see if we're going to sneak into this event. <laughs> so anyway, this is on the tail end of my family vacation. Family vacation's done. We get in at midnight from Florida, drop the kids off at our home in Hamilton, sleep for three and a half hours, wake up, take an Uber back to the airport. We packed all of our fancy clothes, everything that we need to get into this event because it's cocktail attire. Get to the airport. There's a lockdown at Pearson. There's been a terrorist threat or something. And the SWAT team's coming through and all the airline attendants are, you know, waiting out. The pilots are waiting out. There's going to be an indefinite hiatus. So, of course, uh, our flight gets canceled. We have to switch airports instead of Newark. We're going to LaGuardia. Of course, our luggage gets lost. So... uh, when we show up in New York, we show up two hours before the parties to begin. Uh, I had to cancel my hair appointment. I was supposed to get a haircut in New York. I wanted to look good. Mohawk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we bought, make we a bought, splash at the Omega. We event. buy a bunch of shit from Zara. Uh, the, apparently, the airline's going to uh, recoup our expenses up to $150. Anyway, wait we, a second. So you shit never got found? Never got found. Whoa. So I'm like freaking out. I have to buy all this like, you know, weird. There's some guy walking around in a Rodman shirt. No, no. We we got it back on the very last day. It did oh, get sent it did to come, us. It we arrived. were two days without our luggage, but all my hair shit, I had to buy like got to be stuff because <laughs> you know, that's what everyone does and they lose their, yeah. their hair product. <laughs> oh, but this got to be stuff actually made my hair look really good bad. somehow. I've used it before. Yeah, but you have like thicker hair. I have right. like fine hair, so it's not like cool like yours. Yeah. And, but I got volumizing, got to be stuff. 
And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. It's such a specific way. I actually looked Got to good be. in my Zara outfit. Alex looks amazing. Uh, we Uber over. And Alex is really nervous on the Uber to the Omega party, which is at this place called Chelsea Factory. It's it, a big The fan. nervousness is just the idea that you guys are kind of getting away with something. Or you don't know if you're going to get turned away at the door. Alex actually had a nervousness that maybe we actually were invited. And she's like, this is, might be like an influencer party, which is not cool. It's right. way cooler for not invited. So I'm like, Alex, <laughs> just let you know. Yeah, what's that old line? This like, might be, I never yeah. want to be part of a club. I'd be invited. Yeah, 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 that's Woody yeah. Allen. Yeah. Quote. Uh, but oh, is that is that Groucho? That's Groucho Marx. Yeah. That's not Woody Allen. Oh, Woody Allen was quoting Groucho. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm like on the. I'm like Alex. We might have been invited to this, and I don't want you to be disappointed if we show up and it turns out we're actually invited. And there's all these influencers, and this is like a very uncool party. She's like, I know. So we we pull up to the lineup. It's all sixty year old looking billionaire types mm. and twenty something model types. Mm. And then I get nervous because I'm like, holy shit, we weren't invited to this for <laughs> sure. Like no one looks like they had their phone out and like, oh my God, we're here. And they're, we get in the line and they're like, there's women with like big iPads who are taking names down and there's massive security guards making sure no one sneaks in. She's like, what's your name to, to Alex? And she's like, Alexandra Cunningham. She beep, boop, boop, types it in. She's like, okay. And she goes, and you? I'm like, uh, I'm with her. I'm her plus one. She's like, yeah, what's your name though? And I'm like, Shane Cunningham. And then she go beep, boop, boop. And it's fine. And we're in the lineup. It seems like everything's okay. We keep walking. We get through the massive security guards. And then there's this woman greeting everyone, shaking everyone's hands as they walk in. And it's like, Oh, Timothy, you made it. Get over here. Talking to every single person. <laughs> and we're coming up. So I don't know what to do. So I pretend someone's behind the woman. Mm. I'm like, oh, hey. And I start like waving at the person behind. And I rush Alex through. And the woman's like, who the fuck are they? But she doesn't care because it looks like we matter. And then there's this, as soon as we walk in, there's this like, I don't know, 20 foot gold statue of like a spaceman. Okay. There that they built it says Omega on it looks pretty cool and fancy. And then there's like this house of mirrors you walk through that has like Omega watch that Elvis wore and then JFK wearing the watch and this this huge display. And then you go through it. And then there's like a DJ who kind of looks like Danny Masterson, like just <laughs> <a> weird <laughs> reference. Yeah. Okay. He looked like Danny Masterson though. Do I not use the reference and why? Uh, but but uh, okay. So he, <laughs> we, we cannot use it. People are allowed to look like people. Right. He's yeah. not Danny then Masterson. Another guy looks exactly like Bill Cosby. He's <laughs> there. No. But. So I'm like, okay, this is a cool part. People walking around with champagne. All of a sudden I see Tyler Cameron, mm. who is uh, Gigi Hadid's ex-boyfriend. Also from the bachelor. bachelor fame. He's probably the most famous I love Tyler. person ever to come out of the bachelor. Do you like Tyler? Are you a Tyler fan? Love Tyler. Uh, do you know who that is? I don't. So he's huge. So I'm like, okay, we're in the section with, legitimate people ralph macchio's there i know ralph macchio bunch of models like you can just tell like you know some people are good looking but you're like oh that's just a really good looking person a model there's it's unquestionable it's like that's definitely a model that's a model whatever all of a sudden place gets packed it fills alex up. getting jealous no because a lot of guys are looking at alex ah, and she's, she's like 
that guy gave me the eyes. Tyler Cameron just gave me the eyes. It's like, that guy wants me. Everything's <laughs> that guy wants me. But I'm looking around and sometimes the girls are giving me the eyes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, this got to be stuff is pretty good. <laughs> and I'm like, Alex, I hate to break it to you, but that girl's giving me the eyes. And she's with like this unbelievably handsome person. I go, look, she's giving me the eyes. I look behind me and it's the model from the blank space video. Yeah. <laughs> so he was standing directly behind me and I thought I was getting a look. Oh, she was but looking I past you. She was looking above uh, me and past me. Yeah. But this guy's really cool too. You, you know who I mean? The, the Taylor Swift blank space video, so. the him, main yeah. model. I thought that was very cool to be in the same room as him. We're getting free drinks. Then Nicole Kidman comes up, gives this uh, kind of awkward speech, but she's comfortable being awkward. And then she's like, okay, now it's time for me to go out and mingle. Wait, were people doing photos with Nicole or would it have been weird of you to do a photo with Nicole, like to ask for a photo in that environment? Everyone was asking for a photo with Nicole. Oh, so everyone was getting photos with everyone her. Everyone kind of knew her. There was like the guy from Vampire Diaries had his like arm around her. Right. Everyone kind of knew Nicole and Nicole was acting like she kind of knew everyone. People were like, Nicole, she's like, nice to meet you. And the people would be like, we met last week at this party. She's like, oh yes, right. So it was that vibe. Oh, and I know that move. Alex is looking at her like- Mm-hmm. And then Nicole looks at Alex, doesn't come over. Alex is too embarrassed to say, can I have a photo? So anyway, we never got a photo with Nicole. We end up just people watching, seeing which models are going home with whom. Any, watching any, the whole any gossip for us? Oh, there's this one guy. He was really handsome. He's like 6'4". He looked like the guy from Stranger Things. Mm. Uh, you know that guy, Rob Lowe looking guy who was yes. popular in the second season of Stranger Things? Totally. Might have been him. I don't think it was. And then he was playing this cat mouse game with this really actressy looking woman. So I was following that storyline all night. <laughs> so at the end of the night, she acted like she wasn't going to go home with them. She acted like she was going to get a cab. And then he was acting like he didn't care, but then she was acting like she couldn't find a cab. And then he got a car and then she hopped in and went home with that guy. Wow. So that was a fun storyline. That's cool. So you guys didn't talk to anybody. You needed me there. Alex, I talk, started... Alex talked to everybody. Oh, okay, good. I, I didn't talk to anyone. You didn't talk to Nicole though. No, I did not talk right. to Nicole, but I was definitely listening to everything she said, watching every interaction <laughs> right behind her following yeah. her from person to person. <laughs> and Alex was like the, the guy who owns Omega loved Alex. So he mm. got a million selfies with her. He's like, one more selfie, one more selfie. He's like this really handsome 70 something year old man. And he, you know, she, he definitely was making the eyes at Alex. Uh, Have so you then, ever seen the movie indecent proposal? Yes. If Omega man, as we'll mm. call him, mm -hmm. pulled a Robert Redford esque indecent proposal, would you guys yeah, decline? Yeah, great question. Is it just for one night? There's one night, one, one million bucks. But do they have but to have sex? It, it, whatever. It, whatever. What do you mean whatever? Like well, if she doesn't want to. No, I think the implication, part of the agreement is sex. The, the implication is that the Demi Moore character will have sex and they agree because it's a million bucks in like 95. So for inflation, it'd have to be what, like 10 million now or something like that? Four, five? Five? Uh, five mil. And basically Woody Harrelson and Demi Moore, this really strong couple are like, like we have to do it. And then, so she does it, but then it, it tears them apart. Like Woody can't handle it. And also to be more kind of starts to like the Robert Redford character because he's suave and he has dough and you know, he's got this whole lifestyle. Yeah. It basically ruins them. But what ruins them really is Demi Moore's like, no, no, like I'm here with you. We got the money. We did it. Mm -hmm. We got it from the guy. But Woody Harrelson can't shake his feeling that it's like, no, it's like you were just still thinking about him and he couldn't get over it. Five million. Definitely. <laughs> hundred thousand. Probably fifty. There's a big conversation. <laughs> you know. that, that, like, you know, for, would you do it? Five mil? 
You have to. You have to. Like, if someone wants to sleep with me and Danica has <laughs> no, to live with uh, your wife, your loving wife. Uh, oh, fuck, man. Uh, I, uh, I think I could get over it. Well, fuck, $5 million. Like, <laughs> I just feel like it'd be quiet in the cab and then you'd be like, you didn't take the $5 million. You didn't take it. <laughs> Like, I feel like you'd Here's be mad. Here's why it ruins people, because then all you do, if you ever have any sort of financial hardship down the road, you always think about, it's like if you pass. If you pass on the opportunity, you're always going to think about, oh, that money would be nice now. If we, if we ever start interviewing people again, that should just be the last question of every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. With Robert Redford, it's different because he was so attractive. Yes. Where Omega Man was attractive, but he's still in his 70s. If it was Tyler Cameron... It would be different. It'd be like, you're thinking about him, aren't you? Right. Mm -hmm. So that so, would sway your choice. The old guy just makes it easier. Yeah. Tyler yeah, Cameron would be still. dead any minute. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't, uh, to answer your question, I wouldn't be the guy that stopped the event from happening. I'd be like, if you want to do it, let's keep it moving. It's almost like for no money, too. It's just like, sleep with them. Let's see what would happen. <laughs> like, maybe some. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe some opportunities get out because I honestly these to get stay on that mailing list would be like all, they throw these awesome parties in like Shanghai everywhere. It would just be cool to be connected. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, yeah, because sometimes a connection is worth more. But anyway, the, 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 the story, the story doesn't end there, really. So the party is whatever. So we're the party ends at like ten thirty. We're we've gotten all these free drinks. Then we go out to this Chelsea hotel. We have a burger and then we get in a cab to go back to our place, which we stayed at this amazing place. It's called Sonder. It was like two stories. Fuck, stop calling. We got <laughs> the Omega Man. <laughs> have you made a decision yeah. yet, Shane? But we, we take a cab. Alex, second we get in the cab, Alex realizes she loses her wallet. I go, oh. okay, I got to go back into Chelsea. I do take a little bit longer. I get lost in the hotel a little bit. I realize I'm being annoyingly long. Get back in the cab. Cab driver starts moving. I realize even as lost as I am in this world, I'm like, we're going the wrong direction. It seems like we're going like Brooklyn way. We're supposed to go that. I double check the address with Alex. Mm. I go, Alex, did you give him the right address? She goes, oh, no, no, it's this address. And then I go, okay, cab driver, can you please go the right direction now? He goes. We're going where the lady said. I So I go, Alex, can you tell him the address? She goes, yeah, here's the new address. Like, I gave you the wrong address. He goes, no, we're going to go where the lady said. We're going to go. I go, what are you doing? He goes, we're, we're going. We're going. No, we're going where the lady said. And he just keeps going. I go, can you stop the car? He's like, no, no, no. I go, so this is like a hostage situation? And he's like, I'm just going where the lady said. Let's go. He's mad at me is what I deduce for wasting time in the Chelsea looking for the watch while he could have been getting other customers. Uh, and his punishment is to take us more than an hour out of our way. So I call the cops. I go, hi, I've got a hostage situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a cab. He will not let us out. He, so he stops the car because he's kind of scared. The car stops and we bolt. We run out. And I'm just thinking, okay, that's it. We don't have to pay the fare. He's not going to come chasing us. So we run to a bar and just kind of hide out. <laughs> like, we need a drink. We need a drink. Like, play it cool. But of course, the bar's empty. So we're like the only people in. Cab driver leaves his cab and chases us and goes into the bar. So he comes in there. He calls the cops on us. <laughs> 
I'm like, what the hell? And the, the cab driver's like, you cannot serve these people. They abandoned the fair. These are criminals. He's pointing at us. We look great. Like, we just came in the phone. <laughs> like, who are you going to believe here? <laughs> so the bartender's like, I'm serving the lady. Like, she, and Alex is so upset. She's like shaking and crying and everything. And then, oh my God. So we're getting drinks and teas and stuff. And the police come. This guy's like 24 year old, like, police officer little guy and then he's with uh like a, a woman and i'm like this guy held us hostage and now he's calling the cops and they go he called the cops on you i go yeah i called the cops first though i go that's why he stopped and let us out and they go it's not a hostage situation you're out of the cab i go it was a hostage situation <laughs> i go do you have a camera in your car he's like yeah i go pull up the footage i go let's watch and pull up the footage and new york deals with so many crimes like constantly they don't give a shit at all about this little crime they're like no just pay the fare the guy's like i'm 24 years old i'm way more mature than you sir sir you got to be more mature than this to you I go, I, i'm like i was in a hostage situation <laughs> he's like just pay let's go to the fair and pay i go is it so if i don't pay i'm gonna be arrested they go yep i go what about the hostage situation he goes you can you can do that report after you pay i go okay i'm doing it tomorrow morning buddy you better have that footage ready and i take a picture of his thing and all that and the guy's just laughing at me the cab driver because he knows he's going to delete that footage <laughs> <laughs> and then i go to pay how much was it 10 bucks <laughs> i was in a hostage situation what if it matters more so what if he was oh like sexually God. harassing my wife i still have to pay the fare it's like you could do any crime <laughs> Ooh, is being a hostage less important than like that was a scary situation when I was telling yeah. the story. You could have just remedied the situation and be like, here's your ten dollars as soon as you asked for the ten dollars. We had to bail because we he only stopped because I was on the line with the police. It's not like when we stopped, he's like, pay up. <laughs> he was just like, Oh, you're calling the cops. I have to stop. And we bailed. We didn't know what he was gonna do. So anyway, when I go to pay, he goes, It's eighty dollars now. You've wasted my time. Uh. And the cops are like, you're the most immature two people I've ever met in my life. He goes, he's not giving you $80. It was a $10 fare. You did this. This is ridiculous. We got stuff to do. I'm going to take you both into the, the precinct or whatever it's called. And anyway, I paid the 10 and I'm like, I paid the 10, but I'm not tipping. Cause I hit zero on tip. I go on, I go, cause I couldn't figure out how to not tip. I go show me how not to tip. Show me how to give you zero. And he shows me, I give him zero. And then I'm like, tomorrow morning, expect a call from me. And then, of course, I woke up and didn't call. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of a fun, wild New York experience. Yeah. Like, I it added to it. And the cops said, only take Ubers in New York if you're not from here. Mm -hmm. Which I thought you could trust a New York cabbie. I don't know why. I just mm -hmm. thought cabbie's the culture. Like, mm -hmm. Ubers might screw you around. But, yeah, so that's uh, wow. apparently it's very common to get fucked around by a New York City cab driver. Damn. There's some life advice for any listeners that might be going to NYC. Always yeah. take an Uber if you're not from New York. Yeah, mission accomplished. Fun New York City trip. <laughs> all right, that's yeah. it. That's all. That's our episode. Thank you so much, Nathan Ash. Thank you so much to Manager Ash. And thank you to all the listeners that uh, keep putting us on and listening all the time. All right. It's been a great hang. Maybe the best. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.